do you trust yourself? I mean, like, really trust yourself? Even in those moments where you're crying, you're sad, you're angry, you're dealing with emotions that are difficult to handle, what brings you back to center? Who brings you back to center? Yourself. It is you that's bringing yourself back to center. It is you that is self-soothing. So before we get into this podcast episode, I want to assure you that you are powerful. Your awareness or lack thereof awareness can either make or break you. If you were hanging off of a cliff, would you have the strength to pull yourself up and get back on the cliff? Or would you let go and let yourself fall? Bestie, building trust with yourself is not optional. Becoming a stronger person is not optional. It's necessary for when you put yourself in a situation where you're hanging off a cliff or when someone else puts you in a situation where you're hanging off of a cliff. This is the Improvement for Imbeciles podcast, okay? This is where I share ways in which I'm getting my shit together so that you can get your shit together. So I get it truly, which is why in today's video, we're going to be talking about how to build trust with yourself in the right way. In order to trust someone, you must know that they are a person worth trusting. You must know their character. The first thing you must do in order to actually get to know yourself is to learn about yourself every single day. Look up shadow work prompts online. Shadow work seems really, really scary, but in reality, all it is is asking yourself the hard questions. People are not afraid of the dark. They're afraid of what's inside the dark. You are not afraid of your shadow self. You're just afraid of what parts of you it'll bring out if you actually address it. But that is exactly what needs to happen for you to move on to the next level and become the better version of yourself that you want to be. So I know I mentioned, you know, doing shadow work prompts in order to get to know yourself and trust yourself more, but it also takes action because when you feel like you can't trust yourself, it's because you betrayed yourself or it's because something betrayed you and you are taking it on as your own baggage. For example, your ex might have cheated on you and you you keep telling yourself, I'm so stupid, I should have known. Bestie, how should you have known? How does that make you question yourself? Now, it's a different story if you acknowledged, hey, he's cheating on me and you went back, but even then, I refuse to believe in the topic of self-sabotage as a whole because I believe that everything we do serves some sort of weird purpose, even if the reason why we're doing something doesn't make logical sense. For example, going back to your cheating ex might not make sense from the outside. You're friends might tell you, you're so stupid, you're going to get cheated on, blah, 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 blah. But a part of you is attached to the idea of making someone change for you. You view it as a game. You're not seeing this person for who they are. You're buying into the idea that your mind is making up about them. You are buying into the imaginary person that you want them to become. You're being delusional, bestie. I already told you about this. I talked about this in my crush is a lack of information video. You are being delusional about who someone is. Are you believing someone's actions or are you believing what you wish their actions were? You need to ask yourself these questions because this is how you build trust with yourself. When you're doing something and your actions are not necessarily based on logic, it's not because they're illogical, it's because there's something that's keeping you in a cycle of sabotage. You might be prioritizing security because you believe that you you cannot give yourself security. This person, this situation is just a reflection of what you need to work on within yourself. So there also comes a point where you need to tell yourself, I'm not going to allow you to do this thing that you want to do because I know it's going to hurt you. I saw this poem on Pinterest once and I don't remember the exact person who wrote it. So if you know, please comment it. She was talking about how her dog looks at her very disappointed when she doesn't give him chocolate. She goes on to say that the universe will withhold things 
things that you think you want because it knows that you're not ready for it. It knows that there's something better coming along. It knows that this thing that you want in your life so desperately is actually going to cause your demise. And so just as you as a dog owner is withholding chocolate from your dog who just thinks it's another treat and wants to eat it, you're still keeping its best interest in mind. And so learning how to trust yourself is sometimes convincing yourself that it's not that you're unworthy that you weren't able to attract this thing in your life. It's that you are worthy of something better and that everything happens for a reason. And sometimes you really just have to trust that you are meant to see this thing. You are meant to go through this thing in order to make yourself more empathetic or learn something about yourself or be able to share certain wisdom to other people. And you know, use nuance with that because sometimes there are things that happen in life that nobody deserves and you cannot blame that on some divine, oh, this was meant to happen to you. Sometimes things happen and it just sucks and it messes up your trust with yourself because you're blaming yourself for something that was never your fault. If you're listening to this and you are blaming yourself for something that was never your fault, I see you and I hear you, but this thing that happened to you has nothing to do with the trust with yourself. You were wronged and you can let go of the guilt and shame behind being wronged because it was never your fault. And to really believe that, you have to show yourself the love that you so desperately wanted. And you might never see the world the same, you know, and that's completely okay. You might do things certain way because you are protecting yourself. But again, who is the one protecting yourself? It's you. You are the one that's going out of your way to make sure you feel safe. You are the one that's prioritizing yourself you are the one that's getting out of bed every day. And so moving on to the second thing that really helps you build trust is discipline. And I talk about turning discipline to devotion in a lot of different videos. Sometimes the word discipline feels really, really harsh. When you have to discipline yourself, you really have to step into the role of being the parent you wish you had. Because discipline comes with being harsh sometimes. It comes with telling yourself, no, you can't do this thing. If you know something is going to emotionally harm you and you keep doing it over and over and over again, how long are you going to get burned. You can't heal from a burn if you keep touching the stove. It's either let go or get dragged. Because I promise you, baby, it'll drag you. It will drag you so hard that you won't even know what happened. I'm not going to go too deep into discipline because I have other videos for that, but being able to discipline yourself and hold yourself to things gives you a level of confidence within yourself because you know that you can get it done. If you keep making yourself goals and you never meet them, you can easily get discouraged and feel like you don't trust yourself. And that's because you don't trust yourself. You don't have anything to prove that you can do it. You need to identify what you did to betray yourself in order to get yourself to the point where you can trust yourself again. And you guys can call me crazy for this, but I think we're not meant to trust ourselves at some points in our life. Like we're meant to be insecure. We're meant to not feel worthy. We're meant to feel these things in order to remind ourselves why we need to be devoted to ourselves. We remember what it's like to not trust ourselves. We remember what it's like to feel depressed, to not have confidence. When you have that foundation of knowing what it's like to feel that way, you're less likely to lose the confidence and it's less likely to be fake. So if you're at a point with yourself where you don't feel like you trust yourself, trust that it's meant to happen that way. You are meant to go through a period where you doubt yourself because you're meant to prove yourself to yourself. You are meant to have that connection with yourself and if you don't foster that connection, you'll lose it. I'll reiterate, if you don't pour into the connection you have with yourself, you'll 
lose the connection you have with yourself. You won't be able to maintain it. It's like that person that you keep saying you'll hang out with and you never hang out with them. Which brings me into my next point. You must spend time alone in order to trust yourself. Being alone is not an option. It's a necessity. You have to be alone in order to trust yourself because if you're constantly filling the void with other people, are you trusting in yourself or are you trusting in the validation you get from being what other people want you to be? Are you trusting in yourself? Are you trusting in the idea that other people want you to be? Are you trying to fit yourself in all of these different boxes because you don't know how to love yourself? You're not being honest with a part of yourself and that comes with knowing yourself. See, if you know yourself and you go, I know who I am, you're not gonna be shifted when other people say, hey, I don't like you. The solution to your problem is not to change yourself to be liked by people who you don't even like. The solution is to say fuck those people and to turn your attention to people who reciprocate your own energy. I used to be the type of person to do everything for everyone because I was so insecure with myself. I felt so inadequate with who I was, therefore I attracted people who also felt inadequate with who I was. Does that make sense? Because if you feel like you're inadequate yourself, you are going to subconsciously prove to yourself over and over and over again that who you truly are isn't worthy and that'll show up in your reality because people will see that you're not being authentic to yourself. You will attract people who aren't authentic to themselves and you won't know the difference because you don't know how to be authentic to yourself. I remember being so scared like in high school or whatever to be seen outside alone. I remember being like, oh my god, like this is so embarrassing. I'm at a Starbucks sitting alone. What? And I understand the social anxiety behind it. It's so normal to feel alienated when you are standing alone. And so for the people who are younger listening into this podcast, I wanna validate that experience for you. And I wanna say that you will make yourself stronger by learning how to stand alone. The reason I wasn't able to meet so many people in high school was because I was so insecure with myself and I automatically assume that people are judging me for being alone. Therefore, I'd rather just like be to myself than to be rejected, but I'm gonna just tell you right now, bestie, you need to get rejected more. The way you learn how to trust yourself is you put yourself in situations where you're gonna be rejected because if you can handle rejection, you can trust yourself. My job is the epitome of rejection. I do door-to-door sales, so I essentially set appointments for people to get home consultations to do different home renovations, but the things I learned about rejection in just those couple months doing this, it's so important to be able to put yourself in situations where you're gonna be rejected rejected because it's not a diss on you. The more you can handle rejection, you'll start to see past this illusion that you've created in your head that rejection is personal. Rejection doesn't mean anything about you. You are just not asking the right person. I'm going to say that again. Rejection has nothing to do with you. You're just not asking the right person. If I knocked a hundred doors in a day and I only got one appointment, I have a 1% chance of actually getting a yes. And so it's not that you're inadequate. You're just asking the wrong people. So put yourself in more situations where you're going to be rejected and you'll quickly start to trust yourself more because you'll start to realize it's not me, it's them. Natalie, doesn't that sound a little narcissistic? I don't think it does, okay? I think some people do believe it's everyone else and not them and that is more of an issue with that person. Deep, deep down, narcissists are very insecure. They constantly deflect onto other people. That's not what you're doing by saying, oh, it's just the wrong person to ask. 
ask. If you can acknowledge when you're the one that needs to take accountability and you are the one that messed up, you're not a narcissist, okay? But sometimes it's another person and it's not you. And you have to differentiate between when it's your problem and when it's someone else's problem. Stop taking accountability for other people's insecurities. The main reason you don't trust yourself is because you're trying to take on the responsibility of pleasing everyone. You are basing your worth off of whether people accept or deny you. And so anytime someone says no, you take it as a personal attack. Stop taking it as a personal attack and start taking it as, I just asked the wrong person. And you'll have the courage to try a different approach because sometimes it's not about you personally being the problem. It's about your approach being the problem. Sometimes the way you approach trusting yourself is like guilting yourself into compliance. You guilt yourself by telling yourself that you're so stupid if you can't do something. You're incapable. You're unworthy. If you had a friend who talked to you like that, would you want to be around them? No. No, you wouldn't. It makes sense why you're trying to run away from yourself and you never want to be alone because when you're alone, you dog on yourself. Start overriding your negative thoughts about yourself with positive ones. And this might sound a little cheesy, but you genuinely need to look in the mirror and start affirming who you want to become. Because if you constantly call yourself stupid, if you constantly say that you're unworthy every single time you mess up or do something wrong, how is that going to help you learn and grow? How is that going to help you trust yourself when every single time you are in a situation where you need to prove to yourself that you can trust yourself, you dog on yourself. That doesn't make any sense. And the last thing I'm going to talk about is shame. The reason you don't trust yourself is because every single time you do something, you shame yourself for it. There's a difference between guilt and shame, right? Guilt is, I did something bad. Shame is, I am bad. And so you have to identify what thing you're doing that makes you feel shame. And if there's an actual basis to why it's shameful for you to do so. And that depends on a lot of things. It might depend on your religious beliefs or your background or whatever you were taught to believe. Sometimes you have to question why you believe something because sometimes a belief was implanted into you, you know, through your family, through your culture, and you have a lot of shame for yourself because you feel like the bad thing. You feel like you're flawed you feel like damaged goods. But the reality is it's built on a false belief you have. If you got rid of the belief underneath the shame, you'd stop feeling shame. You'd be able to embrace this part of yourself. And I think there's nuance. Obviously, there's some things that people should feel shameful for, like uh, if you have like murderous tendencies, I don't know. But for things like your sexuality or who you are, if you are suppressing a certain part of yourself, how long are you going to prioritize other people and their beliefs about whatever you're doing? Doing versus who you really are and embracing that person. Because there comes a point when suppression of who you really are kills you. And you might say that's dramatic, but I don't think so. I think if you suppress a part of who you really are, you genuinely might die. I think one of the worst things to deal with is regret. You can create these scenarios in your head and ask all of the what ifs all day that make you not trust yourself, or you can allow yourself to go through the journey of actually doing the thing that'll make you gain trust with yourself, even if it's painful. Even if sometimes you have to tell yourself no, even if you have to be your own parent. Because is the pain that you're going through in order to trust yourself worth it? Or would you rather choose the pain of regret? Would you rather look back and go, I wish I would have done this sooner? Start making decisions based on who you really are. Because the more you can just shut out the noise of what everyone wants you to be or what you perceive others wanting you to be, because sometimes you might assume that everyone has these expectations of you, but those are just the expectations you have of yourself. 
yourself. I'm going to say that again. Sometimes your perception of what you think others want you to be is just who you think you are and whatever societal expectations were placed on you, whatever limiting beliefs that you need to address. And that's just your subconscious's way of bringing it to the surface. Sometimes you'll project it onto other people and if you can actually take yourself out and look at yourself and look at that belief, you'll find that life gets a lot easier and you learn how to trust yourself more because you're able to go through that painful process. And with that being said, you guys, thank you guys so much for tuning into the Improvement for Imbeciles podcast. Be sure to check out my social medias, Instagram at mylifeasetched, that's E-T-C-H, and TikTok at Natalie Etched. Once I get to 50,000 subscribers, I am going to be doing a giveaway, so stay tuned for that. I have some really big things coming. I'm going to start having some people on the Improvement for Imbeciles podcast, so please be sure to check this out on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Leave me a review. It really, really helps. And with that being said, you guys, I'll see you next week. Bye.